The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, wrestling fans? Good evening. If you're watching us live here Tuesday night on YouTube, And thanks for checking us out if you're watching On Demand on YouTube later in the week to get you ready for WWE Super Showdown this Saturday on the WWE Network. This is episode 76 of the Top Rope Nation podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Drosty, joined here by Justin Joint and Kyle Ross. Kyle, what's going on out there in Cleveland, Ohio this evening? Not as much as in Chicago right now. I said before that we what a difference two years makes i remember you know when we first started this here podcast we were rescheduling things around the cubs now it's just eh, you know maybe they win the wild card maybe they don't who cares we got the bears <laughs> who would have thought hey not even not even just that we were busy but our, both of our teams were playing in the world series the first year of this podcast so who, who knows the cubs still have a shot if you're watching this on demand Maybe they've lost. I don't know. I have it on off to the side here. They're currently down one to zero as we record live, but uh, we'll see what happens. Justin Joint, a New York Yankees fan. His team is still in it, I believe, as of, well, yeah, they haven't played yet. So, Justin, what is your prospects for the New York Yankees in the postseason? I don't think we got the pitching to pull it off. Um, We could make a a run uh, at the World Series, but uh, that's about it. The AL is like murderer's row this year. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think any NL team would have a hard time with whoever comes out of the AL. But uh, I think four of the five top teams in the baseball are from the American League. Yes. So the prospects are tough for the American or for the National League going up against the American League. And you know what? The prospects are tough of North American viewers tuning in live for Super Showdown this Saturday due to the time difference, guys. Uh, Kyle, are you going to be watching this thing live Saturday morning? Live, no. I'll probably wake up shortly after it starts, just because I normally do on Saturday for work. I'll get some stuff done. I'll stay spoiler-free, which should be pretty easy. And I'll start it right around the time that the actual show's probably ending. Hopefully, I'll have it done by the time College Football Saturday gets going proper. That's my plan. You know, I, yeah. blow through it, watch Lee Corso do his headgear, and... Get back to the grind. <laughs> I believe the show starts at 5 a.m. Eastern. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Your time. So 4 a.m. for Justin and myself. Justin, what are, what are the odds you catch any of this live Saturday morning? It depends on what time my son wakes up Saturday morning. Um, but otherwise, uh, I'll be watching real football because uh, my my Tottenham Hotspurs play at 9 that morning. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also will not be getting up at four in the morning to watch the show, but I will try to watch it or at least start it by late morning. Um, they've got a 10 match card on the docket and uh, we got our final build this week on Raw and SmackDown for the show. 
So we're just going to take a chance tonight for you to look at every match on the card, get you ready to watch Super Showdown on Saturday. I do want to say, if you've never caught this broadcast before and you are watching us live on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button under the video and you can catch all of our future webcasts. Um, all the audio-only podcasts are also posted to YouTube. If you want to see us each and every week, on these live video streams. Uh, right now we're going out to the world, but every single week we live stream a few of those. Uh, the non-pay-per-view week shows are exclusive to Patreon supporters who also get some bonus content. So head on over to patreon.com slash nation if you want to support the show, if you enjoy what we are doing and you want to show your support for us. So, uh, and of course we are available on every single podcasting service, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Wherever you catch your podcast, toprobenation.com. So, and I, is it not true that our listeners, after they're done with this here show and hear our picks for the Super Showdown, is it not true that they can go somewhere and try to make some money with our selections? Yes. Also, getting to that. So, our friends over at Wrestle Rumble, who I got to say last week, or not last week, a couple weeks ago at Hell in a Cell. We didn't do as good as we did on SummerSlam. But I would, yeah, I, I was on the leaderboard. Yeah, you were in the top 25, right? Yeah, I think maybe even top 15, dare I say. That's right. So I will link you guys um, here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. And if not, it'll be linked in the podcast description uh, to Wrestle Rumble, where you can sign up. Uh, it's basically like fantasy wrestling. You buy an entry and you can win real prizes, real cash, trying to predict the winners of the matches. Uh, there's different prop bets on the matches, how long they're going to go, foreign objects, that's, that kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. I know Justin and uh, Kyle and myself have a lot of fun kind of talking some smack back and forth on our text threads as we try to take home some cold, hard cash. So thanks to Wrestle Rumble for sponsoring Top Rope Nation and giving us a chance to, uh, you know, Get a free entry out there for a listener. I haven't mentioned that yet, but we do have a free entry to give away. Normally, an entry is ten dollars. Uh, we have the chance to give away a free entry for Super Showdown. So all you got to do is subscribe to us here on YouTube and leave us a comment about what match you are most looking forward to on the show this Saturday and why. And we will randomly select one of the comments. And uh, we'll go ahead and send you a free entry. So we'll get a hold of you there in the comment section if, if you win before Saturday. And we'll find out how to get a hold of you to send you a free entry for WrestleRumble.com. So check that out. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Let us know your thoughts on the show. So, guys, what is your, you know, speaking of thoughts on the show, what is your excitement level heading into Super Showdown? We briefly talked about it on the show last week is there anything in particular uh justin that you are really looking forward to on this show as we head into saturday yeah i, I would say uh the one match that will you know definitely have uh long-term consequences is daniel bryan versus the miz um you know going into uh the greatest royal rumble the excitement was that that we we didn't know what to expect we'd never seen anything like these type of shows um, and coming out of that, you know, the joke was that it was the greatest house show because basically nothing happened, nothing really changed. Um, whereas now I, I think they need to do something um, special or a little bit more interesting to keep interest for uh, future shows like this. But yeah, definitely uh, Daniel Bryan is the first. The Miz is the one I'm looking forward to. Good call, Kyle. Yeah, Justin kind of took the words out of my mouth. That is the one match that I think will have some serious storyline consequences. As we've been saying on the program for the last couple of weeks. Um, I think we're in agreement that the winner of that one is very likely to beat AJ Styles in the near future for the WWE title. And, um, you know, maybe I'm in the minority, at least on this program, but I am interested in seeing what they do with Shawn Michaels to set up his... Um, return to the ring, which we know is going to happen at crown jewel in a tag team situation. Um, but we shall see how it is set up on camera. I would also concur that Brian Miz is probably the match I'm most looking forward to, but yeah, kind of hot on the heels of that is, is the AJ styles, Samoa Joe match, which has got a lot of build on television the last couple weeks. Um, this week it started off on SmackDown. They had a, like a pre-tape with AJ styles, talking about why he wasn't there live for the show because he didn't 
he wanted to make sure that Samoa Joe wouldn't show up at his house again like last week. And so the crowd was disappointed at that, but he gave a pretty good promo um, from his home there in Georgia saying that he is going to bury Samoa Joe alive down under. And so uh, <laughs> if there you guys was, saw this promo, some, what'd you think? I was going to say, there were some people on Twitter making funny comments saying, dear God, don't make this a buried alive match now. <laughs> this will be interesting though, too, um, because, you know, I, I'd say the way the match has been built the last couple weeks it's almost to the point i think i said this last week where styles has to win now if joe does pull out the upset and takes on the title we get this feud for maybe a little while longer or maybe styles gets a break after losing the title um i don't think styles is gonna lose spoiler alert as we get to the predictions later but uh it's an it's interesting they, they could go different directions here so um we'll see what happens should we just start off at the top of the card here and kind of work our way through i guess we would start with yeah. the great title Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I would recommend starting at the quote-unquote bottom and working our way to the top to build excitement. But Yes. Okay. So, Cedric Alexander, the cruiserweight champion, taking on Buddy Murphy. Now, Buddy Murphy's really made a name for himself in recent months on 205 Live. I don't watch that show as much as I should, full disclosure. Uh, but the times I have tuned in, Buddy Murphy has been kind of off the charts. He's had some really, really good matches. And so uh, as we look at this this uh, this match here for the Cruiserweight Championship and Murphy kind of getting a slot here now on a big show, what are the odds we have a title switch? Uh, Justin, what do you think? Um, I was actually, I, I meant to throw this match in uh, as for one of the ones I'm really looking forward to on this card. I, I think it could possibly steal the show. Um, I don't, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I don't get to catch 205. Um, is it still 205 live now that it isn't live anymore? No, it's is it not just... live. Yeah, <laughs> true. Fair point. Um, but so I, I, I don't watch it regularly. Um, so I don't really know what the story is with these two going into it. Um, I have watched a handful of, uh, buddy Murphy matches in the last few months. Um, and he is just, he's on fire. He's been spectacular. Um, Cedric Alexander's had a nice long run with the title and, uh, I think they, they make the move here. Okay, Kyle? Yeah, since 205 Live went to its own universe at the start of the year, I think Buddy Murphy has been its most consistent and best overall performer. Uh, you know, he's going to get the hometown pop here. I think all signs point to a title change. Uh, I don't see any other. Here's a spoiler alert for me. I don't see any other titles changing hands on this show. Uh, it's pretty logical to do it here. Cedric as Justin pointed out, has held the title for a while since WrestleMania. So Buddy Murphy, new champion, uh, way to give the, you know, the Australian crowd something, you know, kind of unique. Took the words right out of my mouth, Kyle. I was going to mention the fact that the, uh, the uh, home, I don't he's not hometown. That's not where he's from in Australia, is it? No, I should say, I guess, home country. I guess that's a very yeah, American home, thing. Home country. That's a very American <laughs> thing. Ah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's right from there, right next door. Yeah. But, but it's not like WWE runs Australia very often. So, I mean, no. they, so, there's yeah. not a better time in the world to give Buddy Murphy his, this title reign. So, I mean, he's definitely earned it over the last couple of months. I think this is almost as surefire of a bet as you could have on this show, honestly. Yeah, I, I was just thinking... This is like in terms of ranking, like my confidence, like 10 to one of the matches, this might be my number 10. I, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Which I, is I would scary. say this is the lock of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything surrounding it. Home country. He deserves it. He's been on the cutting edge of 205 Live for yeah. months now. Yeah. It makes, oh, it makes don't, a lot don't of sense. Say, don't say he deserves it. You're going to piss off Kyle. Oh, yes. That's true. Get into a Twitter spat here. Um, all right, so we're all going with Buddy Murphy. Moving on. Asuka, whose star has fallen quite a lot since WrestleMania this year. And Naomi taking on the Iconics. Um, I guess we also have some more home country people here with Peyton Royce um, and her partner. So what do you guys think is going to win here? I would I would think the Iconics probably. Yeah, Justin. yeah I'd say more, uh, more home Home country cooking is in the works here. Okay. So you're going to know at the start of the match who's going to win here because I can see them not wanting to do the same gimmick twice with the home country thing. Mm -hmm. And will the Iconics heal on Australia? 
if they do that, they're going to lose. That's a good point. If they yeah. don't, they're going to win. Because so I, this is really hard to call because it depends if they treat them as baby faces or heels, and we're not going to know that until five minutes before you know a minute before the match. Um, that's going to determine who wins. I'll go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick. Although Oscar Naomi did kind of, by God, stand tall tonight on SmackDown, but I don't think that means as much anymore as it used to. But I'm going to actually say, you know what? They're going to have the Iconics heel on the hometown, home country. Naomi and Asuka go over. Okay. I mean, if if Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are to win here, they can't beat Asuka. They can't make her star fall any more than it already has. That They would have to win over Naomi, you would think. Um, I think, I think mm-hmm. I'll also go with... Asuka and Naomi. I think I think that's a good call that they are going to heal on on the home country here. I, I think that's a good observation. Um, however, I think even if they do that, they'll still go over possibly using uh, heel tactics, um, if only because you know they are an actual team. They've been a team, and they could probably use this win a lot more than just some random duo put together. Yeah, that <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, the Asuka Naomi pairing. Ooh, that guy. Those, some of those promos were rocky start. That's a good point. They very well could still go over seals. Yeah. I, I, th- that. I think that's, that, that's the most interesting kind of tidbit. I think going into this match, will they have them work as baby faces or heels? Yeah. All right. New day in the bar, SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, the new day, as is usually the case are holding the titles. <laughs> um, do we think we get a title change here now? So, this should be a pretty good match. Uh, if, if this yep. goes on early in the card, other than that cruiserweight title, this one has a, a chance to be really memorable. Um, as far as the title switch goes, I, I'm not sure. They built this up on SmackDown this week with, with the whole pancake thing in the middle of the ring. It was it was what it was. It's getting a little old. I, I would like to see a title change, but I don't know. At this point, the New Day is like such a... It's almost like a legacy act. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. It seems like they're only going to drop the titles at a major, major show. And although this is being promoted as a huge show, and it is, this is going to be one of the most attended shows probably in WWE history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they, I don't know what they, Meltzer was saying that I don't think it'll beat WrestleMania. It's not going to be the most attended, but it's it's up there, right? I mean, this is like top 10 to 15 of all time, attendance-wise. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. Well... I don't know how many of the last WrestleMania uh, top 15. Because uh. it's at, I mean, it's at what a cricket stadium, massive state. I guess it depends on the stage. Um, it's not going to beat the Texas WrestleMania, which is their record. No, no, it's not even close. I think they were no. expecting like 55,000 or something like that, which is a very impressive crowd, but it's not close to their biggest in history. I, I believe the stadium could hold 100,000, but the way they're setting it up, it mm-hmm. doesn't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to, it's a massive stadium show. They're going to do a really high crowd, but. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the new day here, Kyle. Yeah, I think a title change would just be a lateral move. Uh, there's no reason to do it. Um, one thing that I don't mind about modern WWE is they don't just do title changes for the sake of doing them. Uh, I think right now the SmackDown tag division, and by the way, these two te- these two teams, in my opinion, both among the top ten in WWE history for tag teams. With New Day having a legit argument for being number one, I, I'm with you. I think the match it won't be the best of the night, but it'll be a contender. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I think the SmackDown tag division right now is let's just let the new day carry this thing. All right, Justin. Yeah. I mean, you guys have pretty much summed it all up. Um, I'm a little worried where they, where they go with the tag division going forward. Cause we've basically seen kind of every iteration of, of teams. Go ahead, Kyle. You, you, no, no. So it's funny because I thought of this earlier today and you made the light bulb go on in my head. You know, instead of doing this dumb, you know, thing once a year where Vince McMahon saunters out and goes, it's time to shake it up. Let's have a draft. This whole brand extension, I think, would be it would be better served if they shook up the rosters more organically during the course of the year. Like if they just if the GMs were allowed to make kind of like a random trade or something, mm-hmm. just like in a when it just felt necessary because Justin makes a good point. Let's assume as we've all predicted here, the new day goes over. 
They've beaten the bar. They've worked a lot against the Usos. And again, those matches are always good, but they've just, they've worked a lot together. Um, Sanity is maybe a logical next choice, but pretty uninspiring considering how they've been treated on the main roster. And as I've been pretty adamant, I don't think uh, really a, a great act. So, you know, especially with these tag team and women's divisions, you know, yes, there are enough tag teams and women on the main roster to have, you know, separate divisions for each brand. But the matchups get old once you split them. And, and to me, man, if you could just scramble up the tag teams right now, you know, you could have something fresh. You know, for for instance, okay, Authors of Pain are kind of between a rock and a hard place because the tag title picture is kind of above them with Shield and, you know, McIntyre and Ziggler, right? Well, imagine if you shifted Authors of Pain, or could, to SmackDown, and they would be the next feud of the New Day. Yeah. I love that idea, because one of the, for longtime fans, one of the big things we're missing now is is the jumps back and forth like we had back in the day with WCW, and that would kind of, like, artificially create that excitement again, where you never yeah. know, like, there might be a trade <laughs> once in a while, someone randomly shows up on the other show. I would love that. Yeah. And, you know, how many guys got lost in the shuffle during that draft? Like, you know, people would trade and they, and they didn't make their first appearance for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the draft, I get that 10, 12, 15 years ago, that was actually a ratings boost. But it, not anymore. I, I just, I don't know. I like my idea better. Oh, yeah. Because of the fact that it's pre-announced, it takes some of the excitement away, too. It's not. Yeah. yeah you're saying it's not off the cuff. Yeah. Not, not only to uh, reinvigorate the uh smackdown tag division but smackdown is also in dire need of another baby face yes i mean like finn balor for instance Mm -hmm. would probably be better served on smackdown i mean finn balor was relegated to being a cheerleader (laughs) on monday night that was kind of depressing to watch in the somewhat main event slot right before Shawn michaels came out where he's He's playing the manager in the women's match. Ah, oh, man. No, I don't it's know. Just, just set up that mixed match challenge. I know. Kevin Nash, nobody cares. Kevin, well, 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 Kevin Nash says nobody cares about Finn Balor. He does. What do you got to say about that? Justin, you got the shirt on. What do you think of Kevin Nash's comments? I think it's just continuing a long tradition of stupid-ass comments by Kevin Nash. <laughs> Shots fired. Love it. I, you know, I thought the Cubs had done something with that look on your face, Ryan. Uh, they have the bases loaded, two outs right now. Uh, Jason go, oh. Hayward up to bat, one and one, for those wondering. Um, that brings back memories of Harry Carey right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, moving on down the card here, the return of John Cena to team up with Bobby Lashley, smiling Bobby Lashley, to take on Kevin Owens and Elias. So speaking of sports, Monday night, what do you guys think of that segment and the Seattle Sonics reference? How how is it okay? So either no heel has ever used that, you know, since the Supersonics moved, or we just had an, uh, an especially hot crowd. I think I, they're I just very sensitive about it, as they should be, pal. Yeah. So it's funny because I could have sworn someone's used that before. I, almost I, certainly. So, yeah. So let me tell you how effective that was. So I did not watch Raw live because I was watching the Chiefs Broncos game. But so, you know, everyone talked about it. There was like ESPN, Deadspin. I mean, this thing got a lot of run, this segment. So I knew it was coming and I made it a point to watch that. And even I knew it was coming. I mean, I was taken aback how tense that crowd heat was. It was, it was crazy. crazy. It I went mean, on and on for minutes, just yeah, like I mean, consistent yeah. boost. <laughs> I mean, it was really shitty how the Sonics left Seattle, but I find it hard to believe. I mean, because that happened 15 years ago, right? Uh, not that long ago, because Durant played there a season. You're right, and he was drafted the years Greg Oates. So it was 10 years. It's 10 years. Yeah. Okay, it's at least, yeah, you're right. Durant did play his first year in Seattle. So it's 10 years. They've run Seattle multiple times in the last decade. Yeah. We know that because of Danny Ryan. Um, I find it hard to believe that no one made that crack, but man, it just hit a sense of, and it's one of those things. It was great, man. It was the absolute highlight of raw. Yeah. And I love the wink that Elias gave. Did you guys see that? Like uh, a lot of people share that gif, like on Twitter of him, like being very proud of himself and just giving the wink. Yeah. Elias is just an absolute treasure. 
for for your reference, Kyle, um, the bases were just loaded with Jason Hayward up, and he struck out to end, to end the side. Get this guy off the Chicago Cubs. What a bum Jason Hayward's been since that speech in Cleveland during the rain delay. And as I say, this will probably hit like the winning walk-off hit later in the show. Hopefully, or later in the game, hopefully. We'll see. Okay, so who do we have in this match? John Cena's back. He's been filming a movie. He's been over in China, I believe. Lashley hasn't been anything special. Owens is kind of... I like I like Leo Rush. I like yeah. that pairing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that on the show before. Something something kind of fresh. Um, I mean, is John Cena going to lose after being gone for months? I would think not against heels. Probably not yeah, like this. Uh, you know, when I was um, double-checking my whole uh, is Buddy Murphy my most confident pick on this card? Is those game, this kind of also uh, is near the top of my confidence. Uh, zero chance the heels go over here. The heels are there uh, to draw heat. I'm sure uh, given what they did Monday, they will make some sort of crack uh, to get you know, about some local, you know, rugby team, perhaps, or something, something that they'll do something, but they're that look, this will be worked like a house show match. Um, it's there, I think, for Cena to give a little rub to Lashley. Uh, it's nice to have John Cena, one of the all time great competitors, quite frankly, uh, back. I, what is this? this is his first TV appearance since the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I know he, he worked China. He, he worked China, but yeah, it's his first time on TV since the Greatest Royal Rumble. So, um, yeah, Cena and Lashley all the way. Perhaps we get something witty with Cena and Leo Rush. I don't know, but yeah, the baby faces are absolutely going over here. Yeah, I saw Justin nod. I think you're going along with that as well. Correct, sir. Yes, I think this is this is an easy call. All right, so um, let's go right to that SmackDown women's title match now with Becky Lynch and Charlotte. They closed the show on SmackDown, so this was your last, unless you count 205 Live, the last television moment before uh, Super Showdown. And so Becky Lynch talking about how she's deserving to be the champion, obviously. She wasn't on the poster for the show on, on SmackDown. She had created her own poster where she was standing over Charlotte Flair. This brought out Charlotte and Justin. What happened when Charlotte Flair came to the ring on SmackDown? So for anybody who DVR'd it or can maybe watch it on YouTube or Hulu or, or something, when Charlotte came out tonight, she came out with a microphone for some reason, but immediately threw it and it, and it hit a little girl in the crowd. <laughs> I did not catch that. And Justin told me uh, right before I went on the air here about this. I'm, I'm after I didn't the see DVR. that either. I did not I, see it. I was... Because I was laughing why she like was dressed like she was ready to leave the building. <laughs> and then like Charlotte heel turn confirmed whips microphone into child in the audience. <laughs> yeah, my, my guess is the crowd was booing her tonight, no matter if she threw anything at a child or not. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Becky retaining here in some fashion. I don't know that she's going to get a clean victory, but uh, some way she'll walk out with the title in uh, my opinion here. Kyle. Yeah, they'd be crazy to take the title off Becky Lynch right now. Uh, but to build off what you said, this is clearly a feud that must continue. I strongly suspect that we will get a rematch and evolution in three weeks. So I don't know if Becky will win, but she will retain the title. Yes. They, I mean, they could do a lame DQ to build a stip match at evolution. That's uh, true. Or yeah. Or, you know, it could be, or like you said, it'll be like, you know, some kind of heel finish, feet on the rope, something like that. But it will not be a clean pin. Oh, you'll be hearing from your buddy about that. <laughs> who is it? The <laughs> friend of the pod who is at uh, Chad, Chad, yeah, Chad. Chad. Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, if you are continuing the feud, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, I guess there's no harm in Be if Becky did beat Charlotte clean. Um, or relatively clean. I, I guess there's really no harm in that, but I don't see them doing it because they generally protect Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And that'd be two months in a row, so mm -hmm. unlikely. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Like I said, I think Becky's Becky is keeping the title in some fashion. All right. Any other thoughts on that one? Nope. I'm uh, I'm in agreement with you guys. All right. Moving on down the card then. Um, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins 
versus the riot squads. We spent like, if you want to check the archive about the last, or the, I should say the first 20 minutes of last week's show, talking about the whole Brie Bella situation and the injury to Liv. Liv Morgan was on Raw this week, so she is traveling. And as far as we know, she's still advertised for this, correct? No changes, I don't believe. No, yeah, I was surprised that, you know, by all accounts, it's still being advertised as a six-person. It clearly was on Raw. Um, might be a game-time decision. We don't know. Yep. So, kind of along the lines of this match, but kind of on a tangent here, I'm going to ask you guys about something that I was thinking about on Monday night. So, I called him Smiling Bobby Lashley a minute ago. What do you guys think about Smiling Ronda Rousey? Every time she comes out of the ramp with a big cheesy smile. What, what Does that bother you guys at all? Or I just thought it was a worthy topic of a discussion to throw out there. I mean, yeah, it kind of is awkward. She's been doing it from the start. But, I mean... <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. If you're going over characters in WWE that are just A-OK right now, I think Ronda Rousey is at the top of the list, which I think surprises some people. Yeah. But so you've noticed it, a- though. That- oh, yeah. It's, like, very <laughs> obvious. It's, like, the most, yes. like, obvious. It's, like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's, so it's obvious. It's a little awkward with her character, but she is I – mean, she is – good at what she does that she can flip a switch and be completely serious in the ring which is cool to watch when she goes from being all happy-go-lucky and you can tell she loves being part of wwe and being out there to getting serious and pissed at somebody so i mean i think the bigger talking point more than the smile from monday night was you know this really came from the Meltzer alvarez corner of the world that we all love and revere so much you know the amount that she sold in the match against Ruby Riot, you know, they, I think took real umbrage with this idea of Ronda selling, um, you know, that I suppose there's an issue with Ronda wrestling even semi-regularly on free TV, mm-hmm. you know, from an old school perspective, maybe there's a thought, all oh, that kind of devalues it a little bit. I, I, I just think that's maybe doesn't apply anymore. Um, you know, when you got three hours to fill, um, and, you know, you got these big TV contracts. You got to put her on every once in a while. And um, while I may be conflicted about Ronda wrestling on TV, one thing I'm not conflicted about is Ruby Riot wrestling on TV. I think she has been absolutely outstanding. Well, they, clearly think, they clearly think highly of her. Just yeah, I mean, she, she is very, very good. Um, but, you know, the, the key with this match is the Ronda-Nikki uh, – angle which really doesn't exist yet we all think is coming because Meltzer reported it that that's gonna be the main event for evolution what do you guys think I get that they're probably doing something here or on raw the next night but man no main event for evolution three weeks before the show seems like a mistake to me we'll see because I mean they're gonna push hard for it obviously the next three weeks on television I suspect but man no main event for that show um seems odd yeah, I think if you look at the ticket sales, it's evident it's a problem because last I heard, the tickets were moving pretty slowly for the show. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess maybe they thought, eh, you know, it's this big event. It'll sell on that. You know, and WWE does rely on its brand a lot. But, whew, you know, not announce, you know, not announcing a main event three weeks before kind of a what you're going to frame as a historic show seems curious to me. Justin? Um. Well, regarding the match, I, I part of me thinks with you know the draw of Ronda Rousey and how big of a star she is that um, you you want to make the crowd happy and give her a win. Um, on the other hand, as you guys have pointed out, they haven't really triggered the rumored Nikki Ronda match at Evolution. Um, so there's a way to do it where you know team Ronda wins but they still are able to plant the seeds of uh of discontent between them um so that that's the way I'm leaning is uh, uh that trio getting the win all right do you do you think uh Kyle that you're gonna actually see team Ronda lose to trigger the match no. or would you think no. it would come after no no uh, even if it was like one of the Bella twins losing I don't think you want Ronda Rousey on the losing end yeah so, so they'll win, and they may, they may actually hold the angle off till Raw. 
You know, because I there's some people think, oh, maybe like Nikki will turn on Ron in the match, and the Riot Squad gets the win. Eh, I'm not so sure. I I can see Ronda and the Bellas getting the win here, and then you know the big story going into Monday was like, what will Ronda Rousey do at Evolution, and then we get you know some sort of angle situation, yeah, where, where Nikki challenges her. Yeah, I think Team Ronda's going over here too. So I did laugh at that. There's a couple guys on Twitter going back and forth saying, I am all for Wrestling Observer Radio once uh, Ronda has to sell for Nikki Bella just to you know, <laughs> feed that into my veins, listening to Meltzer Meltdown. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Brian in the Miz, we talked about it earlier. Could be match of the night, certainly has a chance. Um, it is a tough one to predict, I will say. Uh, I've kind of I've kind of gone back and forth on this one. I thought the Miz was going to win for quite a while. Now I'm leaning towards Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan lost to Shelton Benjamin tonight on SmackDown. Yep. That that, that (laughs) almost makes me that almost makes me think that he's going over here because they've beaten him quite a bit and. You know, I get what they're doing. They're maybe setting up future opponents for him when he gets the title. But if you look at, I don't think either way is wrong because we have, and people can go back in the archives, listen to the show. We have set up two pretty plausible scenarios here with each of these guys, Brian and Miz, as the champion and how that would work. Yeah. The, the thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, Miz cheating to beat him again, and then Brian chasing, and Brian, you know, continuing to have these roadblocks. You you run a little bit of risk of losing the crowd. I get the story you're trying to tell, but today's audience may get tired with that. You know, if they just keep beating him, and then like he kind of just like all of a sudden turns it on. Mm-hmm. You know, For, that, that's why I kind of brought that alternate scenario out. Do they have Brian win here? With skip all the transitional championship stuff, get the title on him because I think we all think he's the ultimate destination for the WWE title. And then you have all these challengers set up, guys who have beat him over the last couple months on TV. Miz maybe gets another title shot. Gets a they do they do it as a title match. Um, this is the hardest call I think on the show, which makes it the most intriguing match. Like Justin said, uh. God, based on him losing to Shelton Benjamin and then getting his ass kicked after the match, I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan. And I think maybe he beats AJ Styles at SmackDown 1000. A show I'm sure we'll preview in great detail next week. Oh, yeah. Mr. Joint. Oh, I felt pretty good about Miz for quite a while now until I just had to listen to that. (laughs) Mr. Logic, Kyle Ross, throwing it at you. How far away is SmackDown 1000? Mid October. It's um so it will not be the next. So what day is today? My computer Second. says it's 10 16th. Yes, yeah, so, so it's two, two weeks. weeks. It's two weeks from tonight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I man, I totally think you're right. The title match will be that night, but oh, they could just easily be Miz. Weeks ago, we all kind of gave our thoughts and where we thought or wanted this to go. And I kind of wanted the paint by numbers, uh, Miz title run, avoiding Brian until WrestleMania. And I, I'm going to stick with that until they, till they go another route. So I, I'm going to go with the Miz here. Yeah, you can, you can go back in the archives and list to it was a couple weeks ago. I also wrote an article over at comicbook.com. You can search. I think it was like four directions for the WWE championship where I pretty much put into words what we talked about on the show and uh, there's a lot of directions they could go. They all make sense. They're all interesting. Uh, but two in particular that we discussed at length on the show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I guess my thing with Miz, like I said on that broadcast, is that I don't have any problem with Miz winning. I think Miz is awesome. But I wonder what they think about him as WWE champion just because he's been so good for so long and they haven't gone that direction. And we all agree Brian is the ultimate champion the the ultimate direction that they're going towards and so kind of like kyle was saying the way brian's been booked of late i think i i think i have to go daniel bryan as well but i would not be shocked if the miz won it should be a really good match so i'll I'll go with brian 
and we'll see how quickly they would go towards a match with AJ Styles, which it sounds like we can go with that one next. We're all in agreement then that AJ is going to retain over Samoa Joe <laughs> from the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty adamant about this from the start that Joe was not getting the title. I mean, I don't think we should view it as a negative on Joe at all, that they don't view him as the guy uh, right now who would be the champion of a brand. Uh, the way this feud is set up, where it's not just about the title, it's about family honor. That's designed for a babyface to go over. This is very much um, in the Nakamura program, too, for AJ. They're kind of odes to Hogan, Bruno, house show programs, three-match series. You have the first match, non-conclusive finish. Second match, you know, babyface retains, but in an inconclusive manner. Third match, blow off. It's over. That's what I expect here. It's no DQ, no count out. AJ's going over clean, and this feud is done. All right. Yeah, I, I was got like a month ago. I really talked a lot on the show about I wanted Samoa Joe to get a title reign. I still think he deserves. No, oh. <laughs> deserves a title run. Uh, but yeah, just looking at the way the wrestling business operates, the way WWE books and how this feud's been built over the last three or four weeks, it's hard to imagine him winning the title here. It's not impossible. Certainly not impossible. But the way it's been built up, it is almost like now Styles has to get that revenge. So I would have to go with AJ here. Justin. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, I, I I could see a scenario where, obviously, as you guys have pointed out, uh, with this storyline, AJ needs to go over. Um, I could see the scenario of uh, Samoa Joe winning the title at this show and then AJ getting it back at uh, SmackDown 1000. Because now, now that you guys have brought it up, I, I think we're definitely seeing a title change at that show. Um, but Or at it, least a title match. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm just going to play it safe and go with uh, AJ Styles here. All right. Should be an excellent match. They've had good matches all throughout this feud, but this could be the conclusion of the feud. I think we all agree. So, um, yeah, And that's another reason. I just don't hmm, – I just think – I think it's the right time to end it. And I don't see them doing a major title change on a show that starts at 5 a.m. Eastern. On a Saturday. Oh, good, good point. Very true. Stop it, you and your good points. <laughs> listen to Kyle Ross; he'll get smarter. You'll win money on WrestleRumble.com. Mm-hmm. So why you should listen to these preview shows? Because if you listen to our picks and you went along with them, you'd be in the running to win some money. Unless you're me and you'd change your mind at the last second and make some <laughs> really terrible picks. <laughs> All right, so two matches left. So we'll go to the six-man, the Shield, which is teased dissension now for a couple of weeks with Dean Ambrose, taking on Strowman, Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. And so I'm kind of curious here as we look at that team, who do we think has the bigger upside now, Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre? I felt like that was an interesting question. Justin, you're ready. Go ahead. I, I want to say Drew McIntyre. He's my preference. He's the one that I like better. Um, I just don't think WWE would ever go that route. I think outside of uh, clipping the wings of a flying high Braun Strowman when they when they turned him, mm-hmm. um, he he's still he's the big. Well, I was going to say big dog. That'd be. The wrong thing to say, but Roman Reigns is the big dog of the world <laughs> wrestling <laughs> But you know, he's 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 the monster, and they're they're gonna continue to book him as that. He's their undertaker, he's their cane uh for the foreseeable future. Um, but man, Drew Drew McIntyre, since he came back, there there's something special going on with that guy. He's a lot more versatile than uh Braun Strowman, no doubt. Now Braun has had the massive crowd reactions when he was a face. Then they turned him, clipped his wings, as Justin said. He they could recover from that, uh, but they made they made it harder, I think, on themselves by turning him. But they can get him back. It's a gym uh, class feud. What's they, that? It's a gym class feud. Is what is what people have to realize. The Shield is three guys. They needed three people to feud with them. They had two top heels: Ziggler, McIntyre, Braun Strowman made three. So they sacrificed Braun Strowman, is what you're I, saying. They did not sacrifice nothing. <laughs> Check the archives for that talk in the past. Well, it, the fact that he's not getting 
cheers or really booze now, I think says something. That's true. The, the crowd is a lot quieter than they Love are. Justin <laughs> Joint with all my heart and soul. Oh, there you go. I, he's not supposed to get those reactions. He still gets a strong reaction. So. <laughs> Nothing like a month or two ago, two months ago. When you guys were complaining that he was burying Kevin Owens. Unbelievable, you people, how it's so difficult to please. Hey, I'm that still doesn't mean we complain about that. That doesn't mean that we can't like Braun and where he was at. It just means Kevin Owen got treated bad. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, and Braun Strowman was a dick for doing so. They were they were te- they were teasing the heel turn. It was right there under your noses, and you didn't even see it. <laughs> all right. So what's going down here? Are we getting the Ambrose heel turn? They're dragging that out. I think we've all talked in the past that they're probably going to drag that out a while. If he's even the one that turns in the end, because they could certainly pivot on that. So uh, do we get the shield standing victorious, Kyle Ross? Give us your wisdom. No, I think for this feud to get legs, the heels have to go over. I think they will tease more dissent with Ambrose. I do not believe Ambrose will turn for at least several more months. But I think there could be some shield miscommunication here leading to a loss because by all indications, they're going to keep rolling with this. I can see them. You know, we talked about that local advertising for TLC. I don't know if this goes beyond Survivor Series, though. I could see a match where they do, like, at Survivor Series with all the belts on the line. I I still think that's coming. I think that is a match we're going to get where it's the the sixth person for all the Raw titles um, with the Shield winning that. Um, But here, I think it makes a lot of sense if you want to give this feud some legs to keep going, that the heel side wins. And you can have Braun to pin Roman even to kind of build some heat for Crown Jewel. That's true. You have Ambrose cost them the match. You think How so? Like turn on them, you mean? Not turn on them, but like kind of inadvertently cost them the match, but like it's still... You know, like they bump into each other on the ring. Yeah, apron that's what I'm saying. Like Survivor Shield, Series yeah, 93. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Shield miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I'll go with the heels too. Um, kind of piggybacking off of what you said to kind of extend this a little bit. Um, but I, I do think they'll continue, obviously, to tease some dissension and possibly Ambrose costing them the match. I oh, liked all three. Ma- yeah, I was going to say, I liked all three uh, singles matches they did on Raw. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Mr. Joint. I'll be contrarian and go with the uh, the shield going over. My, you know, half my brain is still looking at this as a house show, which tells me, you know, you just have the, the mega popular baby faces and Roman Reigns <laughs> go over. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was actually pretty confident about that once again until, until <laughs> Kyle had to insert logic into the situation. Um, I'm, I would like to see it, but I am not near as confident about them doing the uh, all the title belts on the line because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know when they would do that. They would, they would have to wait until Survivor Series. That'd be the next pay per view they could do it at. Yes. My God, Baez has just doubled. I, just, I was just going to say that the Cubs just tied it up. Uh, they Rizzo got on base, and then they pitch, pinch ran uh, Terrence Gore, who stole second like he always does, and then Baez just doubled to score him, and it is now tied. God, I'll tell you what, all those Live wrestling, playoffs update. All yeah. those wrestling fans who logged in for Chicago Cubs talk, <laughs> we are serving you, baby. <laughs> And everyone that is not tuning in live is going to be, they know what happens. Yeah, so they're they going to be really like, care. wow, oh, wow, we're hearing live in person talk of the NL wildcard game. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, well, yeah, because I, we don't know. I mean, Crown Jewel is just going to be, you know, the world title match and then the, the Sean Hunter versus Brothers Destruction tag. Everyone else is just in whatever that tournament is. But um, I think it's a logical, well, God, I hope they don't do. That's a different discu- different discussion for a different podcast. I just hope they don't do the generic Raw versus SmackDown thing at Survivor Series again. Yeah, I would agree. I hope they don't bring back Goldberg either at Survivor Series, Kyle. Oh, God, I hope they do. <laughs> God, was that good. I actually watched that not long ago. God, was that good. Jeez, was it a slow day at the Ross household or what? Oh. Why did you watch it? I just like good pro wrestling, man. I, I can only assume that's the equivalent of porn to Kyle. Oh, 
God, Goldberg just, just throws in that map. Dude, that was great. Man. Nobody was expecting <laughs> it. My God. I can Bill totally Goldberg see Brock Lesnar in 87, whatever it was. Was it 87 seconds? I can just see Kyle on his couch. This isn't going where you think it's going with the porn <laughs> reference, but Kyle's on his couch, just waving his hands in the air. My God, I love this sport. It's chanting Goldberg, getting crazy, throwing back a Great oh. Lakes Brewing Company IPA. I could just see. Oh. Gosh, was that just such a good thing? <laughs> All right. Main event time. Triple H, Undertaker. Last time ever as a singles match, apparently. Yes. Yes. I think it, <laughs> yes. I think I think in the marketing department there is a Mia Culpa going on right now because last time ever as we were about to advertise a tag team match for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it, it, you, you got some uh guff on the twitter.com there, Ryan Drosty, as you um guff. Yes, with your huckster nacho man. Oh, I, I got a lot of love, man. I think I'm sweat, sitting at like 150 likes on that tweet right now. Oh, wow, here we go. 141. So, Sorry, let me correct myself. Oh, may I respond in this more public forum? Well, I guess Twitter's as public as it gets, but on this more uh, this forum where I can go over 140 characters with my voice. <laughs> yes. Well, let me let me mention the tweet. So okay. I had a tweet on Monday night. I said, remember those Huckster and Nacho Man over the hill skits on WWF in early 96? At that time, Hogan was 42 and Savage was 43. And then the main event segment from Raw was building this match with Triple H and Taker. And I wrote, Undertaker's 53, Kane is 51, Sean is 53, and Triple H is 49. Food for thought, perspective, Raw, main event, hashtag. Okay, go ahead. Two things need to be kept in mind. One is that Huckster Nacho Man thing was a sad, desperate act by a company that was losing at the time, um, letting Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. It's actually interesting. Letting them go too early is why we still have this, just so you know. Because Vince, I think that's, if you would ask Vince McMahon, his biggest mistakes as the owner of this company, I think one of his highest would be in retrospect, he would admit he let Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage go way too early, which he obviously did because they drew a lot of money for the competition. And because of that, he's not letting anyone go early now because, you know, that's why we we have this bloated roster. He doesn't want, I mean, it's laughable to compare almost anyone on this roster to Hulk Hogan or, or Randy Savage, but, you know, he doesn't want to see someone go make money for the competition and, you know, create real competition. Um. And two, it was competition. They, it was they were pot shying the, the comp. They didn't know what it was. So you know these guys. Well, you know, it, it, make no mistake about it. WWE's never had a problem with old guys. They just had a problem with old guys because they saw they could do kind of that camp. You know, that over the hill campaign, as you called it, mm-hmm. to knock WCW. And two or, or three, I should say, the most important thing. Why are these guys being featured? Because Saudi Arabia is paying them a lot of money to feature them. That's who Saudi Arabia wants. That's funny. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to bring this up, but I was talking with a buddy of mine. He's he's listened to every podcast we've ever done, and thank you. He, he Tim is a huge fan of the show, so I told him I might bring this up on the show. But we were we were chatting earlier today, and he saw the tweet I had, and he said something like, "So is this a sign that WWE doesn't have any faith in their active competitors? They're putting so much emphasis." on the older guys. And I said, no, no, that's not at all what I meant. I just, I was just pointing out the irony that Hogan and Savage were relatively young when they ran those skits. Of course they have faith in the current guys on the roster. This is all. And I even said that what you just said, Kyle, that's what made me think about it. Um, this is all about the money and that um, the Saudis are putting up a lot of money. You see Sean Michaels come back. So yeah. yeah, I, that's I what it is. yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, people talk about, I know that, you know, there's a lot of talk about ratings, TV ratings. Um, you know, obviously Raw has not, you know, done well in the traditional TV ratings the last two weeks. But this segment with these old with these old guys, the live crowd was into it, and something that people don't talk about enough because I think TV ratings are completely overrated in 2018. I think outside of the Monday Night War era. TV ratings have just been a non-starter in terms of issues for wrestling. I agree. All that matters is 
you know, for your television contract, maybe yes. adds a little bit. But as far as like how many people are watching, it means nothing because so many people watch via the okay. internet now. Yes. And do you know how many views on YouTube that this sec- that, that closing segment on Raw has Probably done? Like so as a- millions, I'm sure. Yes, it's done over. It, um, before we went live, it was over 2.5 million. Yeah. Which just, and it destroyed. There was nothing over like 300,000 on the rest of the show. That's another reason they continue to push Roman because his videos do so many views on YouTube compared to a lot of them they push up. So. Yes. So, you know, um, I got lost in thought here. Damn it. I had a great point and I have absolutely. <laughs> You're paying attention to this Cubs game, aren't you? Well, Almora just struck out. So it's one-to-one going into the ninth. There you go. There's your update. I think the views were so high for that last segment because everybody just wanted to get a, a peek at uh, Shawn Michaels' scalp. Bald Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Who would have thought if you went back to 1995 and told just a young Justin Joint that Shawn Michaels would one day have a bicked head? <laughs> what, <laughs> what would Mr. Justin Joint say? Wouldn't believe it. No. Yeah. Uh, so here's the point I was going to make. So, okay. Here's why when, you know, I think figure four or the observer, whatever you want to call it, is out to lunch every week when they report on these ratings and make it a big deal. For a time, we all thought it was we're like, oh man, the ratings keep going down and down and down. What does this mean? TV contracts, such a big deal. TV rights fees. If these ratings are low, oh, they're not going to get a good deal. Well, guess what they got? A, a record a deal. deal. Yes. So, <laughs> Why do we report on TV ratings? I think people report. I mean, I guess it's something to report on, but we report on because we think it affects the state of the company. No, it doesn't. The WWE is <laughs> every other wrestling company in history. Its success has been determined on how hot its angles are at the time. WWE has established ways of making money when it doesn't necessarily matter how hot their angles are. They are a publicly traded company right now trading at $100 on the stock. I'm okay. I mean, yes, Mid-South has had much hotter angles than the WWE has in 2018. Mid-South never traded 100 at $100 a share on the Dow Jones. I got news for you. So that's all it that matters. Like, yeah, fine. You want to talk about these ratings as a business metric, but the company is there's never been a wrestling company this profitable. So you're just being silly with these TV ratings. Yeah. Meltzer. No, no company ever had a Ty Dillinger in their back pocket. I enjoyed (laughs) Ty Dillinger's performance tonight, by the way, against Randy. I thought that was, that was the the most I've enjoyed Ty Dillinger on the main roster. So what a creative champ, the crowd going nine, 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 as he was getting one of his digits (laughs) ripped off, by the way. So who do we think is going over here? Because you got to look at this as a way they do the finish to build towards the tag. And when I think about this personally, I find it hard to believe that Triple H could win and prop Shawn Michaels out of retirement. Right? So Triple H has to lose in some dastardly fashion to get Shawn to come back to wrestle at Crown Jewel. Do we agree on that? Kyle, I saw you now. Yeah. Yeah. I think the finish that would surprise me most is Undertaker losing. Although I guess Michaels could interfere causing that finish and Undertaker could somehow goad him to come back. I don't know with like a a promo that, you know, hit the little belt or something Mm -hmm. because another thing too is triple H O for two in 2018 on television. Is his ego going to allow him to go over three? I did not think of that. That is a very good point, actually. He lost to Cena at Greatest Royal Rumble, and he lost in the mixed tag at WrestleMania. Yes. I mean, I mean, as we saw at Survivor Series last year, uh, that old Triple H can show up when you least expect him. <laughs> so we all know where this is going, but I don't know how they get there. And I think the finish is pretty hard to predict here, which I, which I guess makes it interesting. Uh, Justin, yes. what are you thinking? I think uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels dig up some indecencies from Kane's 
uh, college days where, you know, he really liked beer and was drinking. Oh, drinking You've been different. sitting on this all night long. <laughs> uh, maybe Came- through a glass of ice at somebody or something like that. Yeah. Imagine getting fired up about fucking UB40. <laughs> <laughs> Check the news, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. For the record, for the record, obviously, personal politics aside, <laughs> I didn't want this guy anywhere near the Supreme Court. We made that hideous Coach K joke in his introductory press conference. <laughs> I could check the Sound video rationale out. right there. Yeah, remember that? He's like, "Oh, and they called me Coach K." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Get this fucking jack off out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm. If I have to pick, I'm going Undertaker here. Uh, same. I think I think they have to do that to get get uh the uh, freaking Shawn Michaels come Shawn, out of retirement. Shawn will come out of retirement, and then Triple H will get his revenge at Crown Jewel. By the way, this is like the I saw a lot of people joking that this is like the most Shawn Michaels way to come back a match where he's clearly going to be the best performer of the four guys, and he can like <laughs> drive that point really home to everybody in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we mentioned Kevin Nash earlier. There was like a great sh- just go off on a quick tangent. Um, I, by the way, I think this is going to be a schmaz finish. I actually don't even think there's going to be a winner. Um, like Kevin Nash did a shoot interview where like it was him, Scott Hall, and Sean used to be in the car. And Sean would like actively just like start like boasting how much better he was in the ring than both of them, like to them. <laughs> He's like, he would say stuff like, oh, you know, Scott, I'm better than you. And, you know, Kev, I'm way better than you. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <sighs> That actually kind of gets me jacked to watch him wrestle again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if I can form. But yeah, I mean, we all know it's it's you know uh, what it's building to, and and that's the point here. I that's why I'm almost going to say it's a schmaz because it doesn't matter who wins. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. And so yeah. for me, I keep I keep circling back to it. if someone were to ask me, uh, am I excited to see? dx versus the brothers of destruction and all i can think is is it 2007 because <laughs> otherwise no i'm not yeah no i agree i my my excitement level has been pretty low for that but uh yeah. did they ever do a spike tombstone by the way in 98 i was these are the things i was thinking about when i was picking my daughter up from daycare today <laughs> have the undertaker and kane ever done did they like in that 98 run did Father they ever of do the a, year right here did they ever do a spike tombstone because if they didn't they fucking should have <laughs> i don't remember one but i have no idea it's been a long time it's been 20 years so that's possible somebody tweet us at top rope nation was there ever a yeah, spike what? tombstone in 1998 i'll tell you what i yeah, the best case scenario for this is that Crown Jewel, Kane and Undertaker do a Melter driver. Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Schmaz finish or Taker winning? That's kind of where we're at in this yeah. one. And I just want to make one closing point on the show. Look, main things coming out of this: an angle to lead to Sean's return. Maybe something with Nikki and Ronda to tease the match at Evolution and the SmackDown world title picture gets cleaned up. I don't want to see a bunch of people when I do get on the Twitter.com and Saturday morning bitching and moaning. I said this last week about how they woke up at 5 a.m. and this is all we got. Manage your expectations. Yeah, especially considering how the last show like this went. Manage those expectations. Yes, good point. I think the show, by the way, could damn be pretty good. I think a lot of these matches on paper look like they're pretty entertaining. I yeah. mean, other than Iconics versus Naomi and Asuka, I don't think there's a bad-looking match on this card. No, it has a chance to be a very good show, like a lot of the WWE pay-per-view slash network specials. So, What yeah. a promotion. <laughs> it, it should be a good watch. Most of us probably will not be watching live, but uh, yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about next week on episode 77 of Top Rope Nation. Yes, and we'll be able to talk about Evolution reuniting, too, on for SmackDown 1000. And here you go. They're finally smart enough to bring back Dave Batista. It's about damn time, I must say. You know who has a great Twitter.com page? Dave Batista. Yes. He does. I agree with almost everything he posts. Become yes. a big fan of Big Dave over the last couple of years. I'm really looking forward to seeing him come back. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. So we'll talk about all that next week. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, live or on demand, please subscribe. It helps us out. We're going to try to grow this YouTube channel, uh, maybe doing some special features on here in the coming months to get this thing going. Because when I look at our stats, the audio only stats are good, but they're pretty consistent. I feel like YouTube is the area for growth. So if you like the show, recommend us to one of your friends. That's the best way for the little guys like us to get growing. If you like the show, these guys know what you're talking about. Recommend it to another hardcore wrestling fan. And that's how we'll keep this thing going. Of course, TopRopeNation.com, uh, Patreon.com slash TopRopeNation. Check out all the links in the description for this video. I've got your link to enter the Wrestle Rumble entry to win some good cash when it comes to this weekend over in Australia and WWE Super Showdown, as well as the links to all of our social media profiles so with that being said thanks for tuning in this week and we will catch you next week with episode 77 top rope nation have a good weekend let's put another shrimp on the barbie say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill